Welcome to the Raleigh Bitcoin SV podcast. Guys, I'm really excited about this week's show. Guys, um, I have to interrupt real quick. I just got another update on the coronavirus and another death uh, that another death that death total in the US. We're going to be breaking 10 soon. Guys, the, the grocery store here is looking terrible. The shelves are empty. The coconut water has been gone for days. I can confirm the coconut I, water is gone. I tried to get some hand sanitizer, and honestly, someone just spat into my hand and said, that'll do. People are just using uh, coffee filters as masks, and I don't think it, it has any medical ability at all to function. So if, if this is going to be truly become a Bitcoin SV podcast, considering how many uh, maximalists are missing from the show, I think we just need to take a moment of silence for the, the fallen soldiers. We have hard forked. We have won. The hash rate is ours. <laughs> yeah. The, and, <laughs> and the podcast will continue. Yes. So, know. and this is just further evidence that SV will create an immunity to the coronavirus um, should you choose to use it. Um, but on a, on a slightly more serious Bitcoin-related uh, topic, um, when we began, we were talking about, hey, what could, we, what could we talk about in the show? And I mentioned, guys, I got this intro for you. Mm. I'm excited to tell you uh, about a possible avoidance technique to avoid the coronavirus to, to keep you and yours safe for the, for the coming future. I want to encourage you to avoid using fiat. You touch those nasty bills. You touch those nasty coins. My mom always used to warn me that some kid put that in their mouth. Don't, don't touch the coins. You can do a Bitcoin transaction and never have to touch the other person. I mean, you don't even have to get the cooties. You can just straight up scan a QR code. No more handling that nasty fiat. Just go ahead and switch to Bitcoin and save yourself and your family the trouble of rolling the dice of dying from Corona. Generational wealth and generational health. <laughs> oh, that's maybe a show title. Wow. <laughs> that's gold. That's yeah, absolutely. No, I, I really do think that there is value in understanding that... Um, there is um, nasty disease, and I forget um, what um, what it's what's actually on money um, that is that that holds all that um, holds all those viruses and all that that nasty bacteria. And I definitely think that um, you should wash your hands five times a day at least, at minimum. If you just wash your hands five times a day, you're going to reduce your chance of a respiratory infection by 45%. You heard it here first from the Surgeon General. That's true. That is a true story, actually. I I was mocked recently by someone who's only five or six years uh, younger than me for having dollars. Like, of course you would have dollars. (laughs) You got mocked by by a Zoomer. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Yeah, it was it was rough. I didn't know that dollars had become that. Unpopular. What did you do with the dollar? Did you burn them immediately, or did you um, give them to someone? Or? Oh no, no, you're misunderstanding. That young people don't ever touch dollars was the point of this story. Oh, okay. That the fact that like everyone's paying each other with Venmo, so why would anyone ever have an actual dollar on them? Where wherever you, do you ever go that you need to pay with a twenty dollar bill? You know. Yeah, that's the strip a, club. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so the basic, the overlapping vices with Bitcoin, essentially, are when you need dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Look, um, you know, I, I kind of feel that this this corona thing, and, and I don't want to get too much into the hysteria of it all, but when it comes to irrational markets, that's kind of where Bitcoin steps in. Yeah. There is something to be said um, behind why people act the way that they do, not only with money, but also when there's the risk of... of um, an epidemic i think you start seeing the true nature of what a market is and what happens in a market when things are hysterical Mm -hmm. 
it's worrisome uh, what's going on right now. So we had the biggest loss in stock market history uh, point-wise last week. Do you know what the points uh, loss was? It was a couple of thousand. It was we had three thousand point drops, and and a thousand point drop is insane. And then this uh, today Monday we just had our largest um, gainer ever in uh, Dow Jones points, and that that volatility is kind of shocking. Um, I there's no way to predict the future, but what I want to talk about in relation to this is this. It looks like a volatile moment. We're either going to break to the upside or break to the downside. We've never looked as dangerous breaking to the downside as we have right now. We've had, uh, and what does that mean? Because Bitcoin has always existed in a bull market, but it was created in response to the last financial mm-hmm. crisis, the money printing system. In a way, Bitcoin's time to succeed is now. It's time to break the Fed is now it's time to go to 250,000 is now it has to if if it is designed correctly from a game theory and economic perspective even above our understanding as users like today like what is how does satoshi actually think it could take over he probably thought it could take over during a crisis not during a not doing when the economy is doing great that's not when he conceived it's not what it's for yeah so it's now we're really going to hope that the infrastructure we put in place, the Lightning Network and stuff, mm-hmm. is going to allow people to onboard. Even I, it's not even that important. You know, there, there are lots of people whose opinions would be different, but you know, people we just need people to get into Bitcoin. I don't know what happens if we go to two fifty thousand too fast and people aren't securing their own coins. That's that's the scenario we could have now. Is but. The thing that interests me and why we could go to 250 right now, and I keep saying 250k just because that's my price projection, is we're going to make it between like 200, 300k. I'm okay with the 250. Run. I like it's a good benchmark. It's yeah. a decently round number. Yeah, and the that'd be 30x. It's a house. Now, it's a house inside inside the belt line. Um, but the reason I think the bull run could happen right now is because typically with when the Fed injects money into the economy. It injects it with something called the Cantillion effect into the financial system. Can you tell me what, what is the Cantillion effect? Am I even saying that right? Cantillion? The Cantillion effect, Cantillion effect, which is the p- first people to receive money experience inflation. Um, and it doesn't, essentially, the idea that inflation is localized. So the wealth will get inflated by whoever receives money first. And that's going to be the financial system if we keep lowering interest rates um, and injecting money and buying bonds and stuff. who's So the, the wealth is going to go to Wall Street first. But the opposite is also being proposed right now. In Hong Kong, they're about to do just a money drop across the board, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to be $1,500 or something. Imagine if all those people bought Bitcoin or even 10% of them bought Bitcoin. And let's say the reason they bought Bitcoin is because they we we are in the midst of a financial crisis currencies are crashing uh stocks are crashing it just happens to be that bitcoin is performing better than other assets why would those people then buy the assets that are hemorrhaging instead of going into bitcoin which is in the green you know, which they've been hearing what's about. worked previously if a common this is unfortunate the common man's investment strategy right now is to buy bitcoin not stocks 
So they're about to feed the wrong end of the spectrum. Yeah, but there's also a lot of people that you're not taking into account with that. You're not taking into account the same markedly irrational idiots that don't go buy Corona beer because they think it's associated with a coronavirus. Right? There are people that are going to take that $1,500 in Hong Kong and go blow it on bullshit. So they're going to go get a new iPhone. Yeah, some people definitely will do that. But the problem is that, I mean, my question is, would people choose to do this? Because this would be more so than the actual amount of money that goes in, a psychological moment where, oh, what do you do with your check? I put it into Bitcoin. If that becomes a thing. That needs to become a meme that could. that could. I've been trying to push this meme. Yeah. We need to get some ideas out there and actually like so, really do it hard. So th- there is something that needs to happen along with this meme that I think is is kind of like a powerful like psyops mission that mm-hmm. that needs to be undertaken by the likes of 4chan and Reddit, maybe like Reddit, um, Wall Street bets. Mm-hmm. You know the real the real um, the 4D chess players, mm-hmm. and um, the idea is kind of simple: um, hold people accountable for the fifteen hundred dollars that they're getting. And we need to make the definition of of government money something that is dirty and nasty, like Corona beer is to Corona. Like, you remember those SAT questions back in the day when it would be like, you know, um, Corona is to Corona beer, like Fiat is to Space AIDS. I don't know, like just what, whatever it is that it takes in people's minds to associate that with story. a problem. With yeah, a, you want to flesh out the whole Corona story. Yeah, but not even just having to associate it with Corona. Associating it with it being weak, with it being bad. Look, look how people at the sound of Corona, at the word Corona, are not buying mm-hmm. Corona beer. It's that same logic and that same fear that's causing them to not do it. I don't think that any even irrational person believes that they're going to get coronavirus from drinking Corona with lime. Of course not. Yeah. So why are they not buying it? There is an underlying psychological or socio whatever. I, I mean, what is the science of what causes people to do things or why they do things? There's a word for it. Um, associated. Yeah, but what, whatever that science is, we need that same mentality, that same approach to be associated with, with well, dollar bills. I mean, they are... They are um, sanitizing dollars in China right now. Like the government is taking old bills and printing out new ones because of the corona. So we know that all we have to do is keep showing that they're literally sanitizing cash. Yeah. Cash is dirty. It does transfer corona. But I'm not even talking about making fiat associated with corona. What I'm Mm -hmm. talking about is why are people not buying corona beer? There's a simple explanation: is that in their mind, right. there's some kind Steve of. Steve just showed up. Welcome, Steve. What's up, man? What's up, guys? So you have come to the Raleigh Bitcoin SV podcast, and um, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, we're we're talking about um, some of the market irrationality behind um, why people do what they do with the money. Um, I think um, John was mentioning just a moment ago. And we walked in a recap for our viewers, uh, this idea that we want people to be held accountable for the money that they get, uh, mm-hmm. particularly in Hong Kong. Is that a fair assessment, John? I, no, I didn't say hold, oh. held accountable. I'm sorry. I, I think I said hold accountable, yeah. kind of building on top of what you said. I, I think you... th- so they're about to drop all this money in Hong Kong. And I'm interested how many of those people will realize that if you're dropping money to stimulate the economy, you shouldn't invest in the economy. You should short the economy. 
you know you should go the other way they're artificially getting you to do the wrong right. thing so you should bet on bitcoin that i think uh, hong kong people will get this bad fiat airdrop fifteen hundred dollars is what's going to happen airdrop <laughs> yeah it's a fiat airdrop like yeah. uh, this is like we have the terms for it in our thing and we know yeah, how we stupid and disrespectful yeah. and not not real airdrop. this money is yeah. and you should take that airdrop and put it into the real currency I think we could see a, a localized explosion in price there where like it could be trading 50, 100 percent higher than the rest of the world right after that happens. And it will be a real message to the rest of the world of, uh oh, the, the regular people are going to take their investments and go into Bitcoin this time. Or at least thinking about it. So I might have to change my address to a Hong Kong address. Get some of that airdrop. <laughs> well, I, there was Shows also the oh, yeah. part of the reason I'm bringing this up is that there was editorial on CNBC, and they don't do many editorials. Most of them are kind of when they do an editorial, it, it's it's someone important talking. And I mean, it's not not the the state said it was okay to put this message out and see how well it does. Is what gotcha. I'm saying. Yep. And they gave an article endorsing this idea, like what would happen in the U.S. if we did the same airdrop. Plus a tax deduction um, if you invest so much, like maybe two thousand dollars in the stock market, you just deduct that. So that, like CNBC is trying to put that idea out there as a possible way to stimulate the economy. We need to get the meme out there that when you receive this money, it is trash. They are printing it like crazy. Yeah. They're pr- giving you two thousand, and they're keeping two million for themselves. You need to put it into Bitcoin. And if we can get that meme out there, this is the, this is like the moment that Satoshi was waiting for. He designed Bitcoin sort of during a, a financial crisis yeah. about money printing. It'd be Hopefully. like a challenge. It'd be like a challenge. Like, what are you doing with your stimulus? I'm pu- I'm putting mine into Bitcoin. Hmm. I think that's Bit- where I was going to with holding people accountable. Is this idea that there's social good that can come out of being given money by the government and not going and buying an iPhone? Oh, right. I mean, hmm. if 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 we're sitting at this table and we're coming to the Raleigh Bitcoin meetup after being given fifteen hundred dollars, and I look at you with a new phone, I'm going to kick that goddamn phone out your hand. Uh, Break it. Yeah, knowing that you've wasted your fifteen hundred dollars, you could have so, gone and bought Bitcoin. So you're so the reason they, the government is doing this is so you will buy an iPhone. I hundred percent agree, which so is why it should be socially unacceptable to do so. Could, how how would you message that? Do you want to be like, hey, the government is trying to make how do you there's some kind of meme where this can be like the government prints more imaginary money and you go and and go and buy an iphone i just don't understand what kind of curmudgeon is going to fall is going to be angry (laughs) that the government just gave you a free iphone like it's not how could that work you know yeah it's like an iphone compared to like a bitcoin like people are not going to rationalize that a bitcoin is much better than getting an iPhone. Doing their iPhone, part, right? yeah. The only re- yeah. I don't think you can make buying an iPhone with free government money look bad because no one considers it bad. They're like, finally, I get to have an you iPhone. You can't make that. Yeah, yeah, but that's because the market's irrational, right? That is the worst possible decision you could make with that money. Would you not agree? The better thing for you to do with that money would be to put it into Bitcoin. For everyone to take that same action and put it into Bitcoin to send the right message. I can't tell people how to spend their money, Jared, because I love freedom. What are, you, <laughs> what are you doing on this show? <laughs> I, I, I love freedom. I think that's a misunderstanding is that we can't get too ideological about Bitcoin and how people should spend their money. You know, I, at the end of the day, I want you to be able to – I want to have more freedom than I do now. And if you ha- doing stupid things doesn't affect my ability to have freedom most of the time. 
I only care about the times when you do mess up my ability to be free. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not everyone is not everyone's going to be smart, right? Yeah. To make the smart and intelligent decisions. Hopefully our, our listeners that are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an exclusive tip from the one and only to, you know, use your stimulus package and buy Bitcoin. Mm. Yeah, but it's these same people that are going to buy an iPhone that are also staying away from Corona beer because of the fear <laughs> of the coronavirus. I mean, I'm coming back full circle to this mm-hmm. again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that same school of thought, that same short-term gain oh i've got there's no time preference in the decision there's no thought beyond uh oh i've got free money i should just go and spend it but right uh, i mean i i think there's there, there's a there's difference a between quick the decision when you're shopping at the store and not buying corona you're just like not even thinking about it but allow me to play the ideologue for a moment mm-hmm. the better thing for all these people to do is to spend it in bitcoin mm-hmm. yes i think that's what we're but saying why but, but- all these reasons haven't increased their spending on it. So it's got to be some trend or social I, proof. I, I don't believe in the homogenous individual. I don't know what their situation is, you know? I don't. Yeah. So I can't say, you know, what? when do they plan to get out of Bitcoin? I can't tell you to invest in Bitcoin unless I tell and you. You need to have an investment strategy within the investment. So why are they getting into Bitcoin? What is their go- investment goal? Is this What is this going to pay for how long, you know, what's your time horizon? Yeah. Um, do you guys have any idea where that money came from? That's been handed to all these citizens? The Hong Kong citizens? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I think it's the same place where Italy got that 3.6 billion euros that they just pulled out of their ass to fight Corona. No, you, Italy has had financial crises over and over again. Like they're not being able to pay their pensions. And they're just printing money to pay for this fake corona response? Although it does sound like it might be bad there. I don't know. I, I, I think pe- real people are dying, but I don't know if how, how far $3 billion gets you as much as just telling the existing doctors well, well, to that's, don't stand over there, go stand over there. Well, I think that's the of that 3.6, 3.59 is to lubricate the politicians' wheels mm. to get the ball rolling. Uh, $3.6 billion, I, 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 I don't have statistics on how bad it is or what the deal is, but... What are they hoping to achieve by stimulating the economy you, you think to this fight is, corona? You think this is maybe the mafia has stepped in and made no, like, I'm you saying- don't want to catch the corona, do you, Mr. Pope? <laughs> 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 that would be very sad for your religion. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the Italian accent I thought you would go with, but I mean, I like it. I like it. Um, it's it's not no, authentic but, enough. <laughs> but, but it's... I, I see what they're doing in Hong Kong as identical to what's happening in Italy. So Pr- let me printing. get this straight. They're, they're printing, they're giving people money in Hong Kong, let's just say Hong Kong, to buy iPhones and not fight the coronavirus? No, no. So Hong Kong is issuing a stimulus package. Every citizen's getting about 1500 almost 1600 bucks. Um, For what? Just yes. to buy stuff? So they stopped protesting. The yeah. Because I think they had been described as to assist the citizens with the damages that, that the economy had suffered as a result of the ongoing protests. Um, on the other hand, the Italian government has – and three points – I don't know how many citizens there are in Hong Kong. Um, and Jerry, would you mind giving sure. us a quick Google for that? I mean I, I just imagine that whatever that number is – It needs to be 10 million. It's going to be a big number. It's going to be a big number. 7.9. Okay. 7.9 multiplied by 1,500. That's that's some doll hairs. But 
you know, 3.6. They're getting 15 billion. Yeah, Holy 15 crap. billion. So it's it's five times bigger than what's what's happening in uh, in uh, Italy. Yeah, I think we should keep that in mind. Is the people in Hong Kong? There are a lot of people there. I think they are like a highly advanced people. I don't know if they're going to waste that money. Like they've given it to a very educated. Maybe there is just much consumer culture, and they are just going to spend it real fast. But they might put it into stocks. So, but that's a very, that, hum, uh, to use your word, a very homogenous statement. I mean, you're lumping an entire group of people together by saying they're all advanced. I mean, there are definitely people that are that are not, right? I mean, there would have to be in the yeah. grand scheme of things. I and I don't think that I I'm saying from a position of superiority, saying that I have any idea who these people are or what they would do with it. But I think the underlying decision to print money and hand it out. Or to print money to stimulate the the economy to fight the coronavirus is is a is a smart move, and I and I, I'd love to know a little more information about what they're planning on doing with that three point six um, billion dollars. But I don't so, see where it's going to go and what it's going to do. It certainly is not yeah. going to stop the spread of a virus. That's that's what I'm saying. If it's not going to stop the spread of the virus, and they're giving it to people to stimulate the economy, I mean, if they didn't give these people this money. What what effects would they feel from a hurting economy? Like I'm trying to understand what what like. I guess they haven't been other able to than go to accepting work. the money. Like, hey, that's this is good. I'm getting free money. If I didn't get it's free also- money, what would happen to me as an individual living in a an economy that's kind of tanking because of this coronavirus? I, I think they can't show up to work, so they might really miss rent, like miss that monthly payment if they don't have a cash injection a large portion of the population. You can imagine the U.S., if you couldn't go to work for a month, how many people would be able to get a rent check together or not? There's also a large population of migrants that are coming into Italy hmm. through oh. Turkey yeah. as well. So I know that's a big a big deal. So people are out of work, basically. Yeah, because you're just not allowed to go to work because of quarantines. So this has to be sustained. It can't just be yeah. one check. So, yeah, this so is going to be the first. The, the money is being spent uh, to fight the consequences of transport and supply disruptions resulting from the efforts to contain the disease, which I think is just bureaucratic administrative doublespeak for they're writing a check. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if that goes towards a goddamn thing. I mean, I mean, think about it this way. Like, if you did this in Raleigh, I mean, suddenly the sheriff has to threaten. You're going to have so many threatened eviction letters if you had three months of people not being able to pay their rents. The sheriff's going to pull everybody out of their houses, out of their apartments, because they can't make it for three months. I mean, what do, what do you do? Yeah, but I don't think anything that's happening in Italy is going to any individuals. This is going towards disruption in how the government's doing things and affecting government contracts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in, uh, that's a better analogy for Hong Kong, maybe, hmm. um, than than anything else. I mean, the coronavirus—it's it's a fascinating time because we've got a bad, le- you know, last year we we were trading at all times highs before this re- uh, this last week, and or maybe a little bit before that. But we we're fa- trading. No, it was just uh, maybe two weeks ago. We we're trading at all time highs. Last year was an earnings recession. You know, we yeah. didn't actually grow our earnings, yet we're trading at all-time all time high. How is that even possible? Yeah. So someone in the, the Telegram group posted the question of what does the stock market actually measure? Mm. Did anyone see that response no. that someone put up there? The um, shout out to D-Man, my man, on the ones and twos who said it measures nothing but political corruption. Yeah. I mean, that was just 
that was brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, does does anyone have an opinion about what the stock market actually measures? I, I think Daniel hit it really. That is close. I think you can measure corruption by the size of the multiple of earnings to the valuation of the stock market. Yeah, because what you what you're doing that is literally a time. Um, it's literally a time machine, a time preference. So you're saying how many quarters out are you going? So I think we're trading now at maybe something ridiculous, like 26 quarters out. I don't know if you're going to look this out, but, let, but like, so that is 26. Let's just say that's six years. Let's say it's four to six years out, right, of quarters. What, one of the theories right now in, in stock valuations is you don't need to worry that we're going to be down for the next two to three quarters. That's, this is something I heard people saying in business over the weekend. It doesn't matter we're going to be down two to three quarters because they're 20, 20 to 26 total quarters in a price valuation. Hmm. So unless you think those other future quarters are going to be lower, then it doesn't matter. Jesus, I'd never even thought about that that way. It is, but it's still convoluted because you're going to like, how are you going to, the future is not guaranteed in the least. There's, that's one of the stupid assumptions of the way we do valuations is yeah. if you're not paying a dividend today, you might never pay a dividend. The stuff you're building isn't worth as much as you're saying on paper. You're doing a lot of that for accounting tomfoolery to uh, depreciate buildings and stuff. It has no resale value. Your assets as a company really have no resale value. We, you know, even the unless you have patents, but those you're also going to have to get scalped on. You don't have anything unless you're paying a dividend. Yeah. And we're not paying very many dividends. So when are you ever going to get your money back? You're, it's just a trap. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, strange uh, question. Is Twitter a publicly uh, traded company? Yes. So yeah. For how long? It's been Five a while. Um, gotcha. So, so isn't isn't the the sorry just but random so question. IPO'd five years ago. Five years ago, but the the founder is Jack. Uh, Two thousand fourteen. He's also the the cash app guy. Apparently, yes. I I just recently discovered what, that today. What's interesting about him is he's the only CEO of two major publicly traded mm-hmm. companies. Normally, you're only one CEO or the other. Hmm. Um, wow. What's the others? The the company? Cash app and Twitter. Hmm. Oh, is oh, both of them Square on? Oh, the, Square. Yeah, they're okay. both yeah. on there. Okay, gotcha. Twitter right now is thirty five dollars. The last person I can think of that did it was actually Steve Jobs, which is very interesting because Jack Dorsey is being kicked. Is some activists, some shareholders have decided to try to kick Jack Dorsey off of Twitter, um, like, like remove him from the board, mm-hmm. remove him as CEO. Gotcha. Now, can someone confirm if Jack Dorsey like founded Twitter or if he came on later? Pretty I'm sure. Pretty he sure he's a founder. Yeah. yeah. The point. One of the things I get on here, and I say crazy things, or people with similar voices say crazy things they don't mean but sometimes they do one thing i'm always clear about is i'm really pissed off that we think we're free and we're not why why do you think you're free if you start twitter and you get kicked out of the thing you started why do you think you're living in a free country if you start apple you get kicked out out of apple why do you think you're living in a free country who do you think owns the company when you get kicked out royalty owns the company People who were born into billions of dollars decided they don't want you running the thing you created anymore and just throw you out. Well, you don't think the way you set it up. Traded, yeah. Yeah. So, so this, this is, I have to like strongly disagree with that sentiment. I think that in the system that we have developed, Jack Dorsey chose to take venture money. Right. He chose and agreed 
to borrow money that gave seats on the board. He chose willingly to grow his business by giving a piece of ownership we to people. We are a people. shit society. When we kick creators out of their own businesses, we have no shame. You cre- he created Twitter. Sure, but he would you never ki- have been able to. You kicked him out of Twitter. He created sure. the conditions that allowed him to get kicked yeah, out. And, and, but which is a shitty part of it. But like, it's also... He can go and create a new company. You know, no, I, I actually, I want to, I want to take the exact opposite high ground, or maybe the low ground, depending mm-hmm. which way. If, if I am uh, Obi Wan, and um, I, I may have the high ground here, I hope. And Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see in a moment. Um, Jack, Jack Dorsey is one. He's the founder, but he is not the only thing that made Twitter to what it is. Right. I think it's a mistake to assume that Jack Dorsey borrowed money and then utilized those other people's investments. And that investment was was worthless. Someone let's call that person Bob Seeger for a second. Bob Seeger gave Jack Dorsey a shit ton of money and said, Jack, build this fucking thing that you've convinced me is going to be big. But for Bob's risk, but for Bob's desire to invest into Jack Dorsey's vision that Jack Dor- that Jack Dorsey willingly took. Jack would be twiddling his thumbs at the HQ Raleigh trying to fucking make Twitter a thing that nobody knows Jack shit about. But for Bob, Jack is is materially just a creator with no audience and have created nothing. I mean, there is utility in borrowing money to build something that you could convince someone to give you money to build. I mean, I, I think that's It's capitalism. fun to play the fantasy that the people kicking out Jack Dorsey have been standing with him from day one. Or like, here's my money, Jack. And then, like Brutus, they're slitting his throat. And you're like, no, this is what we want. We're an honorable people. This is our values. You make us billionaires and we slit your throat. Thank you for nothing. We are Europeans. We are a disgrace to the world. So, Jack Dorsey's taken people's money. He's given up equity. He agreed to take the company public. He's agreed to play by those rules by doing so. He has he has chosen deliberately to get into bed with that lifestyle. And he's he's the markets are rigged. The markets are rigged against privately traded companies. You cannot get rich on a private company. You must join the royal economy. The public is not a real thing. The public could also be called the body politic. The bullshit idea that the nation is a corporation. This is an ancient medieval idea. The nation is is a single body. Jack Dorsey can't go to Bangkok and raw dog a prostitute and not expect to come back with something. Why do you want to hurt people? Why do you want to take things away from people? I think Jack needs like the chip on his shoulder. I think he's kind of over Twitter. What what is to be kicked out? Like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. What about all the people Jack Dorsey's taken stuff from? Okay, let me okay, I've worded this the wrong way. Okay, hit me with it. (laughs) You dumb fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You can't take like in Bitcoin, in cryptocurrency. SEC can't take your the SEC can't take your project away from you. An open source project can't be taken away from you. What I'm saying is that we are that Jack Dorsey, and this is the disgrace of our current system, is that creative people who would keep making creative things are having their creative works taken away because some greedy asshole already made ten billion dollars off you and wants to make another two two billion over the next five years off you. 
You're not going to get it done, so fuck off. I think there's a ton of that happening in Wall Street. No, 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 dude, no I, I, this is a very open area. Yeah, may, maybe a little bit. We are bit. in a grocery store. Yeah. I dude, Al Ford is Ford. fucking hot on fire right now. I, we were talking about how all the shelves have been raided because of the coronavirus earlier. It is Armageddon. <laughs> um, so I, I, I wish the other people were here to see it. <laughs> I've never seen it like this. Wow. I, I think... Um, a lot of wine left, though. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was too expensive. But it's only the Molo. It's, no one wants to drink that shit. Oh, God. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Jack Dorsey's a I'm creative. Sorry. And Jack Dorsey's not going to make number go up for you, Jared. I know you're a number go up worshiper. <laughs> I think Jack Dorsey is by no means the he victim you're making Twitter him out to be. He might have made Twitter even better. He might have taken sure. social media to the next level. How, but instead how could ta- he have without taking investments? Jack Dorsey had an idea that was worth shit unless someone put money into him. I would Jack pay Dorsey, to use. I Jack would, Dorsey's he like could have gone a prescription other, model. Jack Dorsey's every other freelancer on freelancer.com until someone came and gave him a big fat check and said, build it. So I do agree a little bit with Wade. I mean, our guy. What's his name? <laughs> John. Dwayne <Yeah>. Wade. <laughs> so, look, um... He's kind of right because our system is just rigged to just chase the numbers going up and to keep it that way. Like I, I read like a couple of days ago, like the Fed is like looking at a way to like ease like the the downfall of the market and stuff like that. They're gonna do a stimulus soon, right? They're gonna we're gonna definitely get a sim- stimulus, and I can't wait. So um, I think with Jack Dorsey, that's a that's a specific example. Like I agree with um, Henry that um that's Henri, man. Yeah, Henri. Okay, Henri. I agree with Henri that um. He chose that path. Now, there's other paths to starting a business or a company where you can bootstrap and stay completely private, and you can still stay successful. Yeah. Now, it's not going to be successful in terms of scale that, you know, the books and major media outlets are telling you where you're a billionaire or you're almost a trillionaire, but you'll be well off. You'll have millions, maybe almost close to a billion, maybe, as a privately owned company. As a privately owned company, but we've been fooled to think that the only way to be truly successful is if your name is on TechCrunch or on Time Magazine and you're, you have a publicly traded company with a, like hundreds of thousands of employees. Like, no, that's not the true definition of success for everybody. So I, I do agree with you in, in that aspect where, you know, yeah, Jack Dorsey, it, there's no freedom there. But there is there are routes where you can you know, have your own freedom I, in your own way. I would like to propose, why are we not using Mark Zuckerberg as this example? Why isn't he being kicked out? No, no, like, why Why aren't we talking about Mark Zuckerberg being the creative whose vision is not being complied with by the investors who keep pushing him in the directions that we don't want him to go in? He's almost been kicked out before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, Steve Jobs is an example of the full good test example. where we saw him get kicked out. The company did nothing for a decade, and then he came back, and now the company is the biggest company in the world. Yeah. So I guess they were right. We're supposed to believe these hack shareholders who think they understand how a business is run. They don't work at the business. They don't. They don't not work at the business. And we believe that these these this aristocracy that flies around the country and just shows up and re- looks at graphs knows how to do Jack Dorsey's job. That essentially. They've thrown away the ability for Twitter to be great now. You're now just going to scrape by for a little while, maybe do a temporary pub 
pump up, and then the company will go away. Because there's now no vision behind it. They've stolen the creative force of the company. Instead of being like, oh, maybe we will kind of meander downward for a little bit and then explode 10x. Because we have Jack Dorsey, the guy who created, got us here, is going to lead us out. You don't just depose of your generals. It's, it's so dishonorable. I, I, think that, I think that's really my number one point is just who does this? So How have I, we become these people? So, yeah, you can... So you can dispose of a general. I mean, if the general is leading people and people are getting killed and it's not looking good, I mean, there's people who will take that general out. You know, in higher ranks, maybe it's the commander. He's like, no, nah, you're not doing a great job. I'll replace you. So with Twitter, there may have been a point where Jack Dorsey may have not been well received by people. The stock price was going down. Tons of investors behind him were like, Mm, you're not really leading me in the right direction. I want you out of there because I want I want green numbers. It's the same case. It's the same case here. So I think the the moral of of this this uh I guess this long story is that we've kind of seen this happening with Bitcoin and altcoins and all the forks, right? Bitcoin is the true I guess fluctuating you know asset that's going up and down, hopefully truthfully. While we have other propped up currencies like, you know, Bitcoin SV or Bitcoin Cash, who have been trying to prop up their currency and they've been getting crushed trying to do it. I think eventually America or any of the any of these countries who are doing the same thing, who are propping up their currency or artificially stimulating things, there's going to be a time where they're going to get crushed really badly. And um, hopefully people who've, you know, valued, you know, investing in Bitcoin or other assets that are, you know, I don't think there's any other asset better than Bitcoin right now, um, are smart enough to invest in Bitcoin and, you know, avoid those type of cycles when that real cycle hits. Because we've just been easing out these medium and small waves that have been that have been coming through. But when that big wave, that tsunami hits, ooh, it's not going to be pretty. And we almost experienced it with the coronavirus. You know, no, it, it, it still could happen. It could yeah. still happen. Like, it, it doesn't happen to – the stock-to-flow model – is not factoring in worldwide economic events. Right. Mm-hmm. Those move even if it, the model is right. Mm-hmm. Once you add an extra factor, you're like, oh, well, that would move it up closer instead of past the happening. You would move it closer to the happening or before the happening. But wasn't the happening canceled? They're thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Who's thinking about this, by the way? I mean, the powers that be. They <laughs> they are thinking hard and that's long what about all the exchanges are thinking about. Yeah, right I saw now. it on I saw it on <laughs> GitHub as well. Hmm. What? Yeah. Holy cow. On GitHub? <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah. No. So so um, t- tell me a little more about what I, – I, I'm at the risk of just reopening this can of worms. Go ahead. We want creatives to create. Yes. Right? And, I, and I can respect that. The people that killed this man, Jack Dorsey, and took him away from his own company, they're not creative and they're not talented. They're not. I, I agree with that. So you're and, not getting killed by a better general. You're no, getting killed by a low life. Sure. You're yes. getting killed by a, a low character. Can I ask you? Who is willing to do this disgraceful w- thing? Why is it that we think that Twitter should survive? If if the powers that be. if Why are we led by disgraceful men instead of Jack Dorsey's? That's, a pro- that's, the, that's the ultimate thing I'm getting at here is that the creative people yeah. – have someone behind their back or incompetent who can't assess things, who fired people like Steve Jobs in 1984, 
right after he invents the Macintosh, they fire Steve Jobs. These are the sort of people that run the world, you know? And no, we I, work I completely for those agree. people. I 100% or, or agree. Creative pe- all of us work for them. Some of us, are hopefully, are creative. Um, and our work is wasted because ultimately their feedback is in the way. Do you think those people are, th- like, at that level, there's a high level of churn with these? Yeah, I think, like, the, the last guys. Yeah, else? like, the, all the board directors might change over in, like, a 10 year period or maybe a faster five years. Um, but, like, the shareholder base is going to flip over. You're not going to have the same shareholder base five years from now than you had today than you had five years ago at Twitter. So there was the people who were dissatisfied showed up yesterday. And they're able to kick the people these people out of it. It's just a badly designed system. Yeah. It's a, it, it, you know, it well, makes so the world worse. We've spoken about this several times. So the numbers go up. The numbers don't actually make us richer. The numbers just go sure. up. And we're kicking out people who actually build better things for us. I think it doesn't once, matter how much money Twitter makes. It matters whether we actually get better things. Once Jack Dorsey accepted venture capital, mm-hmm. his sole job was to make the number go up. That's mm-hmm. it. He sold he's, his soul. He's not being a creative anymore. Mm. Once you're publicly traded, F all the creative stuff. Your job is to make the number go up. Make the charts look See, good, my, which is unfortunate, yeah. which is why the system's broken. I, th- I think when you become a publicly traded company, the idea of the publicly traded company is disgraceful, and you could call it a royal company because you've agreed to abide by what the SEC, what the government says to do. So you're doing Soviet rules. Whatever Soviet rule they decide to put in front of you, you've agreed to play by the rules. And you can be disposed of your uh, thing at any time. They can, oh, you're not allowed to be CEO anymore. Remember they tried to do this to Elon Musk? The royalty is clearly pushing back against creative people. They need creative people to just be beat down and put in place. Because if creative people know that they don't need venture capital, that the people who are firing them are idiots... Like, it's, it's a dangerous situation. The royalty has no – they're just leeches on the system. They're, they're parasites. There's no reason for them to be there. They're not competent investors. They're just wasting people by assigning them to do jobs that are not efficient. So let me, let me bring this back to Bitcoin for, for a second. How do you see Bitcoin rectifying the creative's ability to create to, or, or creating a permissive system of creation? It has to be – so I've always said that what Bitcoin needs to accomplish is that you get to keep the value of your own work, that the entire economy is the prices are not all messed up. Supply is not all messed up. If that if supply and prices got corrected, if you had a good currency, you'd be able to do all the work you need to do in about 20 hours a day. And when you can do all the work you need to do in about 20 hours a day, you don't have problems or, or 20 hours a week. You don't have problems. It's very easy for like that's just your obligations yeah. just like oh i have to do laundry i have to work 20 hours a day well I, I think disconnecting how much one has to work to the value of their production i think is as important as anything else i mean there may be someone that can only work four hours a week because that's all they need to do to yeah, be productive that'd be great right but that also puts at the opposite end of the spectrum someone that has to work 40 hours a week to be productive to make their production right i mean i think if if it's going to be 20 hours if if there's a reduction overall Everything, in my mind, falls back to the bell curve on that, that there are going to be people that, to be productive, we've got to separate the value that is being produced from the time that has been worked. And I think there is wisdom in that. But there are going to be people, given their skills and given what they are able to produce, that are going to be required to be productive 
are going to be required to work. And I think if we go to a system without checks and balances, that the opposite could end up happening, where there are going to be people that are unskilled laborers that are going to be required to work 60 hours a week to generate the value and the production that they need in order to keep all of their money that they need to keep in order to survive. Mm. And, I, and I think, I'm not disagreeing with you, I think there's absolute value in that. This actually I'm just came concerned up, that that's the consequence. This came up earlier on another uh, podcast, and we talked about how unskilled laborers were doing like field labor. And this is incorrect. A good person picking fruit is much different from a bad person picking fruit. And if you correctly value the speed at which people are doing this and the people are not just living on, like, criminal wages because they're second-class citizens and don't have any rights because they're they're illegal immigrants, if you take that away and you actually pay people for, oh, actually, this person is so, so good at doing this that he's actually not bad— then there is a skill in that job. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That's why I just wanted to get out there. Yeah, that's there a is bad a word. You are right. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad word. Unskilled labor is not uh, yeah. not a fair representation of what the economy. I I All would be a shit apple picker. Yeah, and a person who's good at picking up garbage and stuff. That is, it's not an unskilled job. Like these are these are very important jobs. I you know I don't. Yeah. No, I get. I get. I can. The work is work. The work's more important than the skill. Why do we have to be all elegant about it? Yeah, but I still think that you've got to separate the value that is being produced from the amount of time that has to be worked. Yes. Yeah, you want to be paid most efficiently, and you can't do it with with the salary thing. You yeah. want to be able to encourage people to get the work done and collect their wages, yeah. and they're done for the yeah, day. Yeah, one of the things that really causes me often after leaving a podcast um, uh, meet up and driving back to the house and thinking about it is how we've got all these hurdles, all these things we want to fix. And it's just like the problems are so completely like the society so riddled with all these complex problems that we'll never be able to overcome, like reforming immigration to make it work in order to create a system, you know, to fix the things that are underlying with in the economy. You need a complete reset. You would need such a drastic um, thing to happen that um and just those, those fiat coins <laughs> okay. are falling oh, out of your pocket it's dirty i don't want to touch you're it. minting coins i hear them hitting the floor it's a, it, the, fiat, the fiat printer just turned on it's just dumping out of our pockets somehow someone's ass is literally printing coins um i don't yeah so like to 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 affect the desired outcome to create the desired outcome there would have to be such a drastic um change and overhaul that it would affect so many people and be so drastic that people would have to die. I mean, people would people would be hurt okay. and damaged and harmed, and it would be oh, yeah. so terrible. Yeah, this, yeah, I think yeah. this is people the, would the have Bitcoin, to starve. If Bitcoin takes off now, it is going to be a famine type situation provoked by the coronavirus. I'm very concerned about this. I don't trust the world supply chains. I think that we waste so much money on stupid capital good, stupid goods. You know, making a better phone. Well, not really dumb things we shouldn't I, say phones as dumb things <laughs> i uh j- just think of something dumb that's completely unnecessary and fidget spinners it's things like that but <laughs> those reduce anxiety oh, the, the the 112th type of lotion like why do we need 112 hand lotion so that one instead of like make sure we have enough food supply and it could, we could have an absolute catastrophe i don't know what happens if you know if Brazil can't get the soybeans to China, no one actually has that idea in mind because 
there are things that are perishable. I don't think we have enough non-perishable goods to go for that long. And it would be completely uneven and skewed. The real problem would not be that there's not enough food in the world. It's that it's in the wrong places. And the people that do have the food aren't willing to risk losing their food to the places that are starving right now. And we'll just watch people starve on camera. It's happened like last time on the in the 50s. <laughs> and they're like photos of it. And it's terrifying because the last thing people do is they just uh, eat every plant. So there, this place used to have grass on the ground. It's just a desert now because they've every piece of bark, every tree, even all their clothes. They were just like it's it's a real. Famine is scary, and it could really happen. Like mm. there's a really good book about that called uh, "The Last Dirt Eaters." Yeah, not none of us have gardens, like right. Like we were. I mean, we were like, oh yeah, look, I could. What what are you going to eat in your house once the food's gone? Like we're also could just die standing in place. We don't we don't have enough growth thing and anything also we're too crowded even if we did do that like we devour all the land immediately people would be coming into your yard and stealing your crops if you did try to like survive like it would be a disaster in urban areas like they have to bring the food to us yeah Mm -hmm. how quickly does that run out like i don't know i'm worried that it runs out really fast um I mean, the, th- the thing about the supply disruptions is that supposedly we're not even going to hit the display dir- disruption for a month or so because it takes so long for the ships the shockwave, yeah. to actually get across the ocean. Right. Hmm. And how does Bitcoin help this other than just wait, survive? I think and- Bitcoin is just proving the current system is mismanaged. I do think the current system has to crash. You can have a soft crash. You can have a hard crash. But... It has to crash at some point. They have to do... Um, they can't reform it. And that's what I mean by a crash. It has to break. You have to lose faith in the current system. You have to ha- lose faith in the people that manage the current system. You have to put a new system and new people in place. You have to have a full crash. The current people can't reform it based on taking their old ideas and making slight tweaks to it. At some point, we have to crash. This feels like the crash. This feels like the crash where... The monetary stimulus of just printing money ceases to work. They and they're just gonna go crazy. You know, it's they're just gonna keep printing more and more. They're not gonna accept that it's not working. They're gonna be like, oh, we just have to print two million. Oh, we just have to print or two trillion, then four trillion, then ten trillion. Like they're gonna print like crazy because we've seen this happen in every other country. You know, all the other currencies that collapse, like Venezuela, we know what happens. You just start printing like crazy. You think you can do a little bit. And you just can't ever stop. Yeah, I don't think the governments have got any desire to stop doing anything that's working for them. I think they're going to keep doing it, even in the face of the coronavirus, even in the face of the worst famines inevitable. They think they have an idea of what works, and that's just business as usual. And a famine is a is a uh, buying opportunity. As we, as we view a bear market with alts... That's how they view famines. I mean, look at the wealth that was redistributed, or excuse me, reappropriated during the um, Irish potato famine. Yep. Yeah, I do think the other thing you have to do is if you do want to get political, you have to go and use tactics that they used against you, such as let's say somebody has $500 million of net worth, but but for some reason they're illiquid at the moment and it threatens their entire net worth. You let the guy go bankrupt. You don't. You let people get crushed. I don't think you have to. You just keep 
take you don't bail out the rich at all. You the rich are a hundred percent on their own. No bailout for the rich. I think that that's the other thing. The economy will always be rich run by rich and competent people if you bail them out. The only people you should not bail out in a in an economic crisis are people who are wealthy, who are people who have invested. The people you should keep in it are the workers, mm. the retirees, and you should let the rich people lose all their money because they manage the economy. They messed up. If you save the economy, you're not saving your job. You're saving their wealth because they'll get rid of your job and make the company more efficient and get rid of you. You're just saying that instead of the wealth, instead of the, la- the huge wealth displacement is just because we always give the wealth to rich people. The economy gives the wealth to someone by design and it doesn't keep stay with the workers and it doesn't stay with the retirees. So they ha- live lives of dignity. You know, they always want to get rid of people's pensions. They always want to get rid of Social Security. It's it's just where the rich are taking over. You know, I, I would go to Jack Dorsey. It, it, there's insults all around, dishonor all around. And it's all because the rich people are so greedy. And we need to, why should we let them have their money? Why should, you know, as why should we bail them out at all? I mean, why, rich, a single tax break. Rich people are not going to go away. Even with the full crash, there's going to be some new sets of rich people. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Because they survived it. They need to survive it with no help because they're okay. rich, and the, everyone else is the one who needs the help. You don't help the rich people at all. No bailouts for people who make over hundred thousand a year. Just hmm. do something crazy. You just put it low. Say, "Oh, you were doing pretty well. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out, college boy." <laughs> you want to regulate? So does that also include rich people with debt? Now it's a good time to go bankrupt. Yeah, this is the key. Is so many rich people do have debt, and that's dispose them of everything. You don't bail. You don't. No bailouts. No bailouts for rich people. Good. Okay. Because the people who are actually doing the work that keeps your, that gives your kid an education, that puts food on your table, that got your house built, none of them are doing that well. Those are the people that should get the bailout, and everybody else, the fluff bullshit. That's where the economy needs to be cleansed. It's so funny that, you know, we were just talking about skilled laborers and we were talking about you know, people picking strawberries and stuff like that. But these are the most useful people. Yeah. Like if if a famine did hit or a really crazy event did ha- happen with, you know, nature or whatever, these are the people who would like be the most sought out. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. The idea of yeah. wealthy changes. It would, yeah. it would be so like astronomical, like how the tide um, you know everything would flip what, so what I'm, if I'm each terrified. of us could be a farmer at 20 20 hours a week because food was worth what it should be worth right and we ate real food how did this happen where food is just so cheap it, it's like, it's just uh lobbying making food less subsidies yeah i mean also a lot of it is processed food so (laughs) the way you grow it it's unedible you have to go through a process and turn it into a different thing that's not even food anymore before you you can handle eating it you know lots of our corns and stuff are that way yeah because i mean if you think about it i mean like a farmer who is producing food they should be rewarded for this but it seems like we're not rewarding them right now in our current system but we're rewarding you know, hedge fund managers. Yeah, but farming in its current form is being massively subsidized by the government. Right. There are very few subsistence farmers, if any, and I'm sure there are some, mm-hmm. but most farms are industrial 
and are subsidied by the government and are people that are land rich. Mm. Now, if you if you're producing corn in order to you know uh, keep your farm and you've got a decent sized operation, you're probably pretty well off. Okay. I, I think it's unfair to okay. to to just call farmers uh, unsophisticated. I mean, to be a farmer, you've got to be smart as fuck. I mean, you've That's got what to, I'm saying, too. I'm, yeah, I agree. But, but beyond that, to be a successful farmer, to make a living farming mm-hmm. and doing nothing but that, you've got to be rich as fuck. You've, you've got to have a shit ton of land. You've got to have equipment. You've got to be in debt, borrowing from the bank. You've got to be the very people that you're talking about saying that need to be cleansed. Yeah, the bank. The ba- I mean, that's. I'm saying there's an dichotomy yeah. here that needs to be resolved. If if this is the, if this is what we're talking about, I mean, we've got to understand who's making the food. Yeah, the, the banks and the government conspired to dispose the farmers of their land, and they did it. So it's now just held by a couple large landowners, and they've done that in every country. That's a very common practice. Obviously, food is the most valuable thing. It's like the only thing you're gonna have demand for is. Everyone's gonna knows exactly where the potatoes came from last year. They need those same potatoes again. You want to just earn revenue? It's just you know do that. So it's just a matter of how can we rig prices, rig subsidies, rig lending to give the big guy an advantage and the small guy a disadvantage. And over time, boom, 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 no more small guys. Yeah, my, one of my fears with the with Bitcoin is that. As if we face a, a market collapse and Bitcoin does fill the role, it's going to solve a lot of problems, mm-hmm. a lot of how the government does things. But there is a significant possibility that there will become a new 1% of Bitcoiners mm-hmm. who are now the people that understand the value of sovereign money and sovereign identity. And they decide what rules are to be made, what makes them better at rulemaking. I never agree with this stuff. Man. I think yeah. <laughs> there's a one percent of Bitcoiners. They're just lucky. To me, I think they're just lucky. Yeah, and but that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's always going to be someone making decisions. There's always going to oh, be yeah. someone over everyone else. What makes the next group better than the current group? Uh, not much. I, I'm a true. <laughs> I'm a true blue anarchist. I don't think we need to have rulers. I don't think it makes sense. I think it's obscene. Um, like, I know the people in my life, and I don't want anyone in charge of them. They're good. <laughs> nobody's the, nobody's ever reaching out to help them. Look at all the. So Bitcoin why is someone OGs. telling them what to do? Look at all the Bitcoin OGs, right? Falling down one by one, doing like little scams and stuff, and we later find out they don't really have much Bitcoin. Like that's the same one percent we're going to be running into. Like people who are going to try to do some more scams and actually scam themselves out of their own Bitcoin eventually. So I, I don't I don't agree that. There will definitely be a 1%, but I'm not rooting for them. <laughs> hmm. I think we need to get away from the point where the, the part of being able to keep your labor is that you're kind of immune from globalism instead of it terrorizing you. Like the reason you can't just grow food now profitably is because of the amount of competition and stuff like that. And also, all the subsidies make it so that you just can't grow it yourself and sell it. Someone else has got figured out all the paperwork, figured out how to make 10 cents on each 
cabbage, so you can't sell cabbages for a dollar each, you know? Yeah, but the, the other part with that that is concerning to me is that, like, nobody makes – nobody knows how to make a, com- a computer mouse anymore, right? Mm. There isn't one person that knows how to do that. Where does the plastic come from? Who who gets the – there, there isn't – there could be no vertical monopoly over making mice, there can't be a company that's like, well, we're going to make an oil field that's going to produce the oil that we need to turn to petroleum that's going to help us make plastic. From that plastic, we're then going to bur- oh, going to burn some petroleum along the way to help um, strip mine for metal because we're going to have some metal components. Oh, we're going to need a gold mine as well. We're going to need copper along the way. I, I think this 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 idea, this preferred world that you're discussing of people getting to keep their own value it sounds great, and I think that like every time I hear you say that, I think more and more about people needing to earn a livable wage, and Bitcoin can help with that. But I don't think people are capable of being able to keep. There needs to be, yeah, I don't know what the answer is, man. I mean, like, I, I know we've we've had this conversation kind of sort of once before. It just I, doesn't I think we're seem so, feasible. We're so close to this futurist thing where it will be totally easy. Easy, like you have three D printers robots will be doing all the work the only question is are we free at that point or not and that if we're free we're going to be able to do work for 20 hours a week if you're not free you're gonna have to work 50 or 60 like now um your children are gonna have to do this absurd rat race throughout childhood just to keep up with their peers so they can go into good colleges yeah They'll have to keep up with this disgraceful rat race throughout their entire working career. So I, I like where your head's at with that. <laughs> I like. I really do like where your head's at with that. But I think that th- there should be this rat race is all about pre- uh, pleasing the royals. You know, sure. they yeah. just a hundred rich fi- families. They all agree these are the most important things that ever happened in history. I want you to learn those important things of history. I want you to read these books. I want you to think about the world this way. I want you to study these aspects of science. They're in vogue. Yeah. This is what fashion is doing right now. Start doing this for me, servants. Yeah, so uh, what I like about your, your line of thinking is that um, it would work really well with the longstanding idea I've had for like Uncle John's School for Gifted Children, mm. um, kind of like Xavier's School for Gifted mm. Children, except these are um, Bitcoinist children. We, um, we breed them. We train them. We uh, pick the best of them. We make sure that they are educated in, um, in in a sufficient manner that they are capable of uh, attracting and garnering the eye of the billionaires' childrens mm-hmm. and um, marrying into those families, but securing their training to ensure that they marry into these really rich, rich families mm-hmm. to ensure that when those children inherit, that they could just eliminate the wealth of that estate through uh, divorce after they've married in. Now, I'm not familiar enough with with the uber-wealthy and the royals and stuff. Is this a common scam? I feel like surely other people throughout history have said, oh, the all gold I have digger to approach. do sure. is to figure out some way to marry the, the princess, get the princess to fall in love with me. Is this a common occurrence? Yeah, I think there's a fair amount of people that try that. Does it work? Yeah, for some. Uh, it doesn't work with the super rich, but for um, new money, um, actually met someone recently that was um, in the process of um, looking for the new man for this very thing, uh, number four. Hmm. It's um, it creates wealth. Hmm. 
th- this is genuinely a thing. I mean, like you, this exists. Um, Johnson and Johnson, massive pharmaceutical. Can I just call them a chemical company? Mm-hmm. Is that probably yeah. a better description? Um, they have quarterly meetings with their heirs to ensure they aren't being scammed for the people that they're meeting and dating. They're just there's so much wealth in that company that the people they have to get they get training to avoid those kinds of um, leeches. That's interesting. Um, I mean, that's it, uber uber wealthy. Yeah, so those people are, you know, one of the things I would hope is that some of those people, instead of, um, I don't know, hunting humans and and whatever they do to entertain themselves, um, will realize that, you know, this sucks. Why are someone telling me, why do I have to have quarterly reports on the people I'm dating or trying to scam me or not? Stop this fear-mongering. Richness isn't even good for me. It's not going to be good for my children. The odds of them, like dying from drug overdoses is probably exponentially larger than it should be if you're one of these you know super elite people they're always dying in plane crashes i mean they just there's no point in living when you're that wealthy almost like everything is just like what what pleasure can i have and it's so empty that they hate it and those people hopefully will like you know what i don't need to protect my wealth that much i have a billion it's going to collapse over my lifetime to a hundred million so what so what? You know, that's what I would hope more reasonable, wealthy people will realize is that, you know what? I've been playing this number game. Work's going away. I don't I don't need to keep this ruse up. I'm going to cooperate. So for a Bitcoiner, what incentivizes an already rich Bitcoiner to get more Bitcoin? That is a good question. I mean, if you're already rich... I mean, it's all about do you, do you have a, you want to trade out of their current investments into Bitcoin or do you they're bringing more money? At some point, the amount of money you can earn if you get you're if you're in Bitcoin long enough, the amount of money you can earn if you've been putting enough into Bitcoin is nothing compared to what you have into Bitcoin, especially during like a bull run for some people. You know, so until that, you should keep doing it until that's the case. You should do it until the amount you're. Until the amount of Bitcoin you have, like, dwarfs the amount of money you're able to earn, keep buying Bitcoin, in my opinion. That's how bullish I am on Bitcoin. Mm. But, like, once, if you, if you, I mean, realistically, the people who are making, you know, 60K, and they go and become millionaires, do they, you know, do they need to keep doing that job for 60K and keep buying Bitcoin? No. They should now figure out something else, you know, to do. Right. Even though they could add, I mean, they could still be buying a couple of Bitcoin a year. Not worth it for them. Yeah, it kind of brings me back to the Twitter dude, uh, Jack Dorsey, right? I mean, maybe he wants to get kicked out. I, I mean, do think that could be the case. Yeah, maybe he's like, I'm kind of tired of, maybe he might be tired of Twitter. I mean, he already spawned Cash App, right? He has Square or whatever. He might be moving on to that or he might be moving on to the next thing. I know guys who are pretty serial with their entrepreneurs entrepreneurial you know um motives and it might be just a case where he's like yeah you guys can do whatever you want with this company i'm kind of i've explored all crevices that i want to explore with it and i'm moving on to the next best thing for me yeah so yeah i'm I'm hoping he like encourages other people not to go the publicly traded route you know be a crypto or be private you know do something like that but just like do you really want this to happen to you do you want to fight do you want, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking like you used to work for a company a long time and get a gold watch and now we kick founders out of companies. Yeah. 
There's no loyalty. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, if it was easier to do it uh, privately, yeah. Um, I hope that he took the route where, you know, maybe he didn't have any, any money to really, you know, start off Twitter. He just needed a boost. He got his boost. Hopefully, with his exit from Twitter, he still has, you know, assets and cash that he only has. And he yeah. can move on to the next thing and actually start privately next time. Yeah. You know, hopefully. I don't know. It might not be the case. Or, or do it crypto. Or exactly right. You know, uh, don't, don't do a, a shit coin, though. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's no reason why a creative person like Elon Musk couldn't just start his own crypto, say, invest in me. You're not investing in, you know, number go up a board of directors. But anything I anything I produce is going to be, you know, I'm going to put it in here. Yep. Like, why not invest in, in someone, a CEO like that directly instead of risking people obsessed with short-term profits about right. economic downturns and be like, you know what? Space is just going to figure it out. Yeah. We don't need to threaten firing Elon Musk from space. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I like Elon. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with him mm-hmm. on, but I do feel like he's one of those um, generals who doesn't really care what the market says. Mm-hmm. So even if investors are his, maybe his, I don't know if he has a board for Tesla, if his board is angry at him, he doesn't give it. He doesn't care. Yeah. And if, I, I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys. Even if he officially got kicked out, he would kind of still run Tesla. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, he, I think he essentially called their bluff, and he, they right. didn't want to be exposed exactly. as officially kicking him out and it not mattering. Because then it becomes right. obvious that oh wait, we're letting the government regulate these si- silly titles. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, he's an interesting, interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's yeah. got SpaceX too is private, so he's not really. I, I right. feel like he would just do some kind of, you know, behind the scenes magic and turn cars into SpaceX cars, and then yeah. let Tesla drop. SpaceX is uh, went public. SpaceX went public. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. It's been blown up. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. That's, might that's be a huge. Turn for the worst. Yeah. That's <laughs> gonna be the biggest. I don't know what that's gonna go to, but yeah. They ever yeah. actually catch an asteroid or something? I think. Uh, see, I, I could go on about Elon, but I think, you know, he's definitely taking the right path as a creative, except for the public traded stuff. But we need more people of his caliber pushing limits. So, like, going to space, right? Everyone's talking about population control in, I guess, in this current world, Earth. People need to start going out and finding other places, right? Start exploring, start pioneering, you know, looking for other avenues, right? There's shortages of food. We need people to start exploring other ways to, pr- to create food that's nutritious, mm-hmm. going to other planets uh, once again. I mean, the ocean is, like, should be able to produce some sort of food besides right. fish. You should be able to do some sort of crop action there. Yep. Um, you got to fix the fish problem. It's the other huge thing right now is that we're overfishing. Yep. Like, there's so much stuff we should be doing. But you, I think you need to free up people to be able to pursue what they want at the very early stages yes so that you have enough that you can actually do these exploration phases for for a while to really build it up before you build a team or to if you're just writing a book just time to write a book or something then if you decide to work on a team that's when you get your that extra boost of like you know what i'm you get paid an incentive to do that right and but that encourages the two you have the creative thing where you don't quite get paid enough but you're able to like still survive and then you have the outwork for somebody else, and you do really well. 
Yeah. You get that latest iPhone every time. I had a friend. This is funny. I had a friend um, who I'm going to actually follow his, his footsteps in a, in a bit, but he's leaving his company to do something creative, mm-hmm. right? It's a big company, um, typical thing. He went to the rat race to get there, and he's got so much acceptance from his peers, his parents, relatives, stuff like that. But he's actually leaving this place now because he wants to pursue something on the creative side that he's wanted to do for a while. So when he um, had a talk with his, I guess, manager or boss, his boss was like shocked. The first one he talked to, at least. His boss was shocked. He was like, why are you doing that? That sounds dumb. Everyone fails that does it. Like, if you go out, you're going to definitely fail. Like, look at, look at the statistics. And he was crushed by that conversation. He was so crushed that when he talked to the director above his boss, who had another one-on-one call with him, he kind of lied to that director. He was like, you know what? I actually found another job somewhere else. Wow. You know, I'm going to be a director somewhere else. Because he did not, he just wanted to leave at that point. He didn't want to have another conversation where he was like, well, I'm pursuing this dream of mine. And then have that psychological hit from someone else saying, you're going to fucking fail. <laughs> right. So imagine that um, from just that one guy, right? But spread at scale to everyone else that's currently working in the system right now, right? You're working in these, I guess, these jobs you've been trained to, like, fill out forms and you grow up to, like, get paid to fill out forms and do all this compliance stuff with Excel spreadsheets. And you never really get that opportunity to think of, okay, can I do something else that will actually benefit even even farming, like producing food or figuring out a faster way to get China ships to the U.S., <laughs> right, or vice versa, right? We're not doing that. We're just like, hey, just go with the status quo. Let's just do this. This is what works. Everything else fails. Like, don't do that because I've seen a ton of guys die doing this. You don't want to do that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the people that people that came to America, right? I'm not going to say discovered America like Christopher Columbus. People that came to America, there were plenty of people who died before him mm. to, 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 tr- to make that attempt. Mm. And eventually, Christopher Columbus... You know, there's a lot of controversy behind it, but eventually he came up, he came through. Same, you can, we can we can use that example for a ton of other things. People have to at least try first, yeah. And we've been distanced, we did disincentivize yeah. to try to even think about <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. So I, that's yeah, that's my thing. But I think Bitcoin is one of those eye opener you know, experiences where it's like, okay, at least try it. And when you try it, you're like, oh man, this is this is dope. And you also get a really quick, you can integrate on it. You can do like rapid trials really quickly on Bitcoin. You can yep. test with micropayments. You're not setting up a payment service. You're just trying it. Like Paywall, it doesn't take that much. I mean, right. there's a ton of work that goes behind it, but like you can see if you get one customer or not. So. Yeah. And you see plenty of people fail in Bitcoin. Yeah. And those are great learning lessons. Yeah, yeah. failing is not a bad thing. Right. The, right. What's a bad thing is you're staying at this thing you don't like. Once you left it, you can't go back. Right. So if you fail or not, it doesn't matter. You've now moved on to the next step in your life, which is going to be better. Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, for those um, journey into the, the Bitcoin space, it's really key to understand, like, just because you've seen, you know, failure in all these other realms, even if you do see some failure or prices go down in Bitcoin, that's not the end, right? The true thing is chasing that the, the end vision, what that vision is going to be, which is true sound money to you, right? 
not I mean maybe for everyone else but for you it's sound money and that's your investment mm-hmm. so I, I think overall with the stock market it's funny to see that a coronavirus is just blowing people up in just traditional stocks but um, I think and Bitcoin's kind of getting hit but I think if you really have that belief even with traditional stocks if you have belief in Nike still or a belief in you know oil right and it's getting blown up stay hey, stay in it Yep. It's, your, it's you. It's you. It's we just had risk. the best day ever. If you were hung in through the uh, through the cell last week, I right. mean, I got in last week and yesterday was and today were amazing. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> that was a wink uh, that didn't translate into the podcast <laughs> real well. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, one thing I'll be honest about is that when Bitcoin is not doing well, I don't go for it when bitcoin is up it's when you is you're going to be in a on a high and you should go for the brave things you should stop being complacent you should try to break the status quo at that time and you should also that's why you got to take profit during the bull run is if i had taken profit in the bull run i would have had a different life than i do now not like a great life but i would have had autonomy to it or done things different right so yeah you have to Get some money out on a bull run. Figure out why you're invested in Bitcoin, what you're waiting for next. You can keep buying Bitcoin in the future for a bull. Like, have a goal for what you're going to cash out with. Have a plan. Um, and just know what you're here to do. And um, if, you're, if you're just like, I need more Bitcoin, that's, th- that's step one. And just if you're still in the, I need more Bitcoin, stay in that phase as long as possible. And then when you finally get to the, oh, Bitcoin's blowing up. You have a plan for at least some numbers for like, now I'm going to change my Something life in this way. Something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's an important part. Everybody, you know, there's this meme of hold. It's great. But like, if you don't do anything with it, then it's worthless. I think the mistake I made last time was, uh, number one thing, it was going to 100,000. So I was off by a large margin. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, the... I don't think you're off by that much. I mean, the way things were going... Timing. If, that was a fairly reasonable yeah. position. Yeah. It was, but I didn't sell, so I didn't realize anything. <laughs> you haven't sold. You haven't sold yet. Yeah. But the point Same. is, uh, the other thing is, don't try to Bitcoin. Don't try to get Bitcoin to save, fix everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Figure out the biggest thing you need to fix and get Bitcoin to fix that during this next bull run. Get, get go in as hard as you can. Let Bitcoin fix the biggest problem in your life. Don't expect to retire off Bitcoin. Expect to do what you want with your life for a couple of years if Bitcoin succeeds. Like, put it there. You don't, you know, who cares? You're going to retire. You're going to be old. You're not going to be able to do much. Do something you want right now with Bitcoin during the next bull run. That's good advice. Hmm. Don't get greedy. I, I kind of, I, I, I like that. If you have kids, you have made mistakes in life. And you are trapped. <laughs> if you are married, unless she's willing to travel the world with you and do fun things. You're also trapped. You're trapped. You must either dishonor yourself before the community and get a divorce or <laughs> or you are trapped. It's more honorable to be trapped. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know that I want to respond to that. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't want to say. Um if Bitcoin goes really well, some people will get new families. That's what I'm hearing. That's the new, my wife that does new families it, yeah. are the new Lambos. Wow. <laughs> if you have enough money, you can have as many families as you like. We should memify that. Yep. New families. Mm. 
my second my second family. That's not a meme, that's real life. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, that is unfortunately like one of those funny things you everyone laughs about, but it's probably more real than everyone it's realizes. So yeah, it's, so yeah it's the reality of the situation. You do better, and you start breaking up your own family. Don't yeah. make so. That what mistake. if what I want uh, to not be greedy with, and what I want out of Bitcoin is to pay my employees less. Mm. You know what? <laughs> you know what, James? <laughs> do it today. Live your dream now. <laughs> just show up. <laughs> Go to work tomorrow and be like, just have everyone come Pay in. Pay cuts across the board, everybody. You, you know what? We just got 10% more profitable because you just got a 10% pay cut. <laughs> See how that works, Morel? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, – I, I wouldn't be surprised. There are businesses that have done that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um, – and publicly traded businesses that have done that. Listen, with the coronavirus, the Bitcoin happening is apparently being pushed back as well. You're going to have to, everyone's going to have to tighten their belts. Yep. And and that means <laughs> t- fiat belt tightening mm-hmm. uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I still think that we need to keep encouraging uh, ourselves and each other to keep stacking sats. Um, I think that is um, uh, my big problem, if I, if I could make this a, a small confessional. Is that when I get busy, I don't think about Bitcoin, and that uh. sucks. If like today before the podcast, I was supposed to have read chapter three of our book, hmm. but shit got so hectic. I, I didn't. I didn't even check Telegram once. I mean, there was some gold that was dropped on there today, and that I didn't participate in, and didn't review as carefully as I should have. Um, you know, I, I think the lesson that I'm trying to preach here, along alongside your lesson of you know get what you can out of Bitcoin and enjoy it. It may not be everything, but you could still have a pretty good life with it. Is is that you've got to put aside time for those things that you enjoy that are going to make you money, and you've got to put aside time to dedicate to making right the right decisions. Mm-hmm. It's too easy to let life get in the way of doing the right things, and whether that's spending time with family or stacking sats. It takes actual effort to stack sats and make that a priority, and it needs to be a fucking priority. Hmm. I've been thinking about getting a Bitcoin tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. No one in my family has ever had a tattoo. But I've been genuinely thinking about... First. first, Yeah, like getting there first. But I want to get a tattoo that just reminds me of the importance of stacking sats. (laughs) And and I want it to be at a place where I will see it constantly. And so... I don't know. I'm I'm open to suggestions um, Hmm. on, on and off the air. (laughs) <laughs> if, you, if you have any suggestions send them to straight slurman at gmail.com what is the spelling on that standard spelling standard. straight slurming at gmail.com slurming. slurman i think it's standard spelling yeah oh, okay yeah so um i think there's one topic and and i don't know if i missed it when i dashed downstairs to grab a drink and something to eat um alts and bears Oh, yes. So one thing I, I feel I should put out there is I am very concerned about the alt market right now. If the stock market continues to go down, I think the first place that it's going to run out of capital and collapse is the alt market. Oh, they, yeah. they, they just started popping recently because everything, all, everything else was so oversaturated that money was finally reaching the alt markets for the first time in years. The stocks were so high. Everything was so high. That's why alts were pumping is that the money had nowhere better to go. Mm-hmm. The first place it's going to retract is from the alts. So I do suggest you convert into Bitcoin. I do not know how Bitcoin is going to perform in a bear market. 
Um, if we get it's clo- gonna it's gonna fucking skyrocket during a bear market. I, I can tell you that it has every bear market I've ever seen. Bitcoin has always been one Bitcoin. Yes, that's true. So, but I yes, go for it. Just at least consider maybe I'm I'm doing a lot of my alt into Bitcoin. I'm I'm considering more than half. I I'm I'm very surprised to hear that you're into alts. I got trapped into alts. I just was never willing to <laughs> exit this position. You know, I just kept getting hit and getting hit, and was just like, you know what, I'll wait for it on it the other like side. Sounds like a bad sexual exploitation. Like you're in a bad position, you don't feel like you can get out, so you just mm. want to la- lay there and, and fish. That's it how out. it is. I uh, I probably lost. <laughs> I probably lost. Hold in there. I probably lost yeah. Bitcoin investing in alts. You know, it's sad. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to claim the moral high ground. I have, I have lost my ass in some alts. I don't do any trading or anything like that. When I, when, when everything went crazy 2017, I was trading like a madman. Like mm-hmm. I was there, and all the trading groups going nuts like everyone else. And it's easy to make money in a bear market and a, a bull market. Like, like it's been pumping. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. So yeah, the last three months are all that matters with the alt market. Uh, it's just I'm not finally going to close this out. A large portion of it, maybe. Um, uh, but before the coronavirus, it was looking like alts were going to do well. They were set up, and then you just have this other big thing that came out. And if if it if it if the stocks do not recover, then it's a sign you need to get out of alts. If stocks do recover, give the alts. To, I'm going to hold with alts. See if they are going to continue their rally. But uh, I've got an excellent idea for a uh, a shitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to propose a Raleigh Bitcoin shitcoin. Um, called the coronavirus and it'll airdrop to whatever country's been most hit by coronavirus based on news reports and uh, we'll just we'll just airdrop it to whoever whoever claims it and uh, ride the lightning I don't know if the world is ready to laugh about coronavirus (laughs) no is it too soon (laughs) got it got it okay Mad next month I'll check back and let you guys know how that uh, ERC20 tokens uh, in development. Yeah. I think we got I think we got beat to that. There's a, another group that has the coronavirus. Dude, that's point. just the the Wuhan. That's just a different strain. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a that's just a shitty strain. We're oh, talking about the man. super fatal coronavirus. Super All right. All right. Like I I want to encourage you guys this week um to to get out there. Go go to uh, a grocery store. Not this one. But no, of course. Come, Weaver Street Market is a great grocery store. It is, yeah, yeah, no, but but this <laughs> Weaver Street Market is amazing, and for letting us do this, we appreciate it. Come here for your shopping needs, but go to like Food Line and get you a case of Corona. Like, just Oof. just get, be above the um, the the market irrationality and say yes to a Corona cerveza with lime, without lime, your choice. Um, but uh, fight coronavirus by drinking a Corona beer. I can't do it. Oh, we can pour it out. You can pour it out. You don't have to drink it. Just buy the goddamn thing. <laughs> it looks like a coronavirus inside. Now that I think about it, like that color of yeah. the beer inside, it's like, holy cow. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I mean, you don't have to buy a whole six pack. You can like, split a, split one with your mates mm. uh, if you need to. Split the coronavirus with my mates. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it, it's, it's occurring to me that in the upcoming Wuhan apocalypse scenario. Yep. Most likely, and we'll keep our listeners up to date, most likely we are going to commandeer this grocery store 
to survive. To survive. This yeah. is our. This is ours. They have not defended it well. We have the high. <laughs> we have the high ground. <laughs> that has been known to work in every Star Wars movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so we just. Uh, we're, we'll be in a good spot here, so you know we'll be we'll be willing to make some deals. Keep doing as this you, podcast as the world comes to an end. We'll be able to sell you some shampoo or the last organic food. shampoo. Yeah, yeah, and um, don't forget, guys. It's um, it's high time that someone just lets the lets the group know. If you see people price gouging on hand sanitizer and face masks, it's a federal offense. Oh, yeah, you can get in. Uh, you can get in shenanigans for that. Um, there of uh, my my wife was telling me that there was a guy selling face marks in the Briar Creek parking lots outside Walmart, a box of five for twenty bucks, and people were lined up to buy them. There are boxes, yeah. I think one is going for about twenty dollars. There's a special brand of three M. It's mm-hmm. going for about twenty dollars per yeah. mask. It's nuts. Is that it's on nuts. eBay? Do you agree with that? That the the government should regulate that price gouging if people are demanding to pay that amount you know this is where my convictions as a lawyer and (laughs) my willingness to answer your question uh, diverge felony is way too harsh i think for like what that guy is doing like i don't know i don't know why can't you just sell things for the price they are like let the market handle it like yeah but do you want like generators being bought up by people that have a lot of disposable income that are really rich and then going and price gouging people that need generators or going someone Mm. like going and saying hey look i've i've inherited a bunch of daddy's money i've got you know a hundred thousand dollars a month of income i haven't i barely touched half of this in a month i've got a million dollars i'm gonna buy all the face masks and i'm gonna sell them for 10 times each what they're worth and you're going to be forced to pay that. Imagine if they started doing that with potatoes. I would be fine with this yeah. if they said it at the purchase location. That, like, if you just put a warning on there, not for resale, I'd be like, okay, you've now given me enough thing where if I do this, I know I'm not allowed to do it. But this thing I don't know about. Why would I know that I can't just walk out and start price gouging? It's- yeah, so the the I don't know the exact definition, but there are definitely laws on price, price gouging. Is $20 price gouging? I don't know. Yeah, it, it would be a case-by-case analysis, and um, hmm. it also would depend on on whether it's um, a national emergency. I mean, there, there would be factors, and I don't claim to know this area I just think face masks will get to the right people. That people aren't going to price gouge that bad. Like, why would... Why? 20 bucks for a three mask? That seems like a, that seems pretty steep to me, unless this thing's... Like, That's too much, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, this goes it's back to the supply early. chains. Like, like the prices are going to go up. On these. Are we are we going to not have masks and not be able to go to work because we can't? We just can't go there without a face mask on. So, so no, I, I think there's a distinction. I've got a really good analogy, and I'm I'm mm. going to eat this humble pie when I tell the story. Mm. You remember the Nintendo Wii? Mm. When that when that shit came out, I was fucking hungry as a hippie to buy one. Man, I had to have one. I was on Craigslist every night looking for one. I was. I had just got a PlayStation 1. No, PlayStation 360, I think it was out at uh, at the same time that came out. I traded a guy. (laughs) Xbox. um, I traded a guy my Xbox 360 and gave like 200 bucks with the Xbox to get a Wii. I was just. 
that's what they were going for. They were going for like four, five hundred bucks. They were yeah. people were just going and buying them all off the shelves, getting gotcha. there, and then going and selling. Now I'm cool with price gouging the shit out of that. Okay, yeah, I've done that before. Like I mean, yeah. who hasn't, right? I mean, I supply need... and demand. There's there's no real need. It's the there. only way for a kid to comprehend making money. It's like, wait, I could just buy it and resell it, and then buy it again and have money left over. Yeah, <laughs> stocks. So, so yeah. like that's that. that that I have no issue with, and mm. I think that makes a lot of sense, and the government shouldn't be involved in that mm. at all. But if there is a legitimate need, if it's preying on people's if the public fear, I mean, I, when I walked out of this room to go around the mezzanine, back down to aisle three, um, and to get a drink, uh, I walked past two tables, and both of them were talking about Corona. Really? I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in the public consciousness. Like, people yeah. are freaking out we about this. We just had the first U.S. death on Thursday or Friday. <laughs> And Ooh, so we're gonna that, see that we know now. of. That was the day where everybody started to go to Costco yeah. and buy things. So now it's either we're getting apathetic about it or the levels mm. will increase. Yeah, but why punish the guy that got masks though? Like it's a great speculation, speculative attack on masks. Until he's malicious, which I don't consider this yeah, malicious I think, yet. I hope if he's if, not malicious. if someone is like if we're like, hey, we're out of masks. Until, like, there's an actual medical emergency where, like, medical pressures are like, no, 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 we need masks. You can't keep doing this. Like, that's when you can stop So, you guys, just so so. that we're on the same page, I'm not saying this guy's doing anything wrong. I mean, I practice law for a living. Yeah. I mean, I know what what this is about. Like, I I own my own business. I mean, this guy's definitely trying to make money. Of course. Um, And I've got no problem with people making money. I just think there is a point in time when it will become price gouging. I think the... I don't know when that is. I don't have the test to apply to the present facts, but at some point, I I would be a, more concerned by the behavior, and I don't think it's now. Yeah, if medical doctors were like, "Hey, we need these masks. Pay up. You gotta pay money." I mean, you guys, you don't accept people without them paying you money to treat them, right? So it, it's kind of true. Like e- even the gas stations are price gouged when a hurricane's coming in, right? Exactly. They were, they're going to figure out how to get all that gas sold. Why? Why are we getting involved? Right. They're going to figure around. it out. Like if yeah. they, if they, if they can't, if they only can trick a couple of people into price gouging, and they make less money than they would have if they hadn't, that's just a business decision. You did bad pricing. You know. Yeah. If it was a really bad situation, you know, apocalyptic type of thing, right? And these gas owners did not price gouge, right? The people who did collect a lot of gas will either get gouged in terms of people coming to rob them, or they're going to be reselling gas to, you know, get corn and food. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, gas at astronomical prices. So I, I'm, I don't really, I'm, not, I'm trying to understand when would price gouging be yeah, bad. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just trying to find um, the, um, the statute uh, about it. And it appears that North Carolina's law regarding price gouging um, only protects people from scammers during a declared state of emergency. Okay, that state makes sense emergency. to me. Because everyone knows we're all panicking about this yeah. one thing, so that's, and we're panicking about gas. Don't do gas right yeah. now. Let everybody get away from the coast so they don't get killed in a hurricane. That I do I kind of understand. But there's something official about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the, the guy selling... They're hesitant to do this. They don't do it till the very last seconds when they declare an emergency. The guy selling mosques... Right now, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I mean, I just think he's trying to make a tie to this, the profits. Yeah. It's not dangerous but right if now. It becomes, if it becomes, and I like the fact they called it a declared state of emergency. Right. Um, Different set of rules. That, that, 
then the government stepping in and saying there's it's martial a law. Yeah. The hurricane is a specific situation where everyone needs to get away from the coast and there's only enough gas there and they can't bring in new gas to the people. You just have to use all the gas in the area to get everybody out or everyone's not getting out. And if people don't get out there and get hurt, that's why I think in that price gas station price gouging, if that's what's going on, makes sense to me. And there's a declared emergency. So this is a pretty cool written statute. Mm. Um, upon a triggering event, and there's a definition of a triggering event. Uh, let me show a simplified version here. Upon the triggering event, it shall be prohibited uh, for any person to sell or rent, offer any good or service that are consumed as a direct result of an emergency. So the good has to be a direct result of the emergency. Um, consumed, used to preserve, protect, sustain life, health, safety, and economic well-being of persons and property. I mean, it's very broad definitions here. So economic well-being worries. Yeah, that does. Uh, but it also affects all parties in the chain of distribution. Wholesale, distributors, retail sellers of goods and services. Hmm. So the, the reading of this um, su- manufacturer supplier, I don't know this necessarily applies to Joe Blow on the side of the street, but hmm. obviously this is not a, a formal opinion. Um, it's it's really interesting how they've how they've carved out a, a consumer reselling almost. I will drop the business papers and we can start doing this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I still think the Ooh, government do, would step in and bench slap the shit out of you. You, you think that once we do the paperwork, it, we're part of the supply chain? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've, I think I even think if you don't do the paperwork, you're going to be part of the supply distribution chain or chain of distribution. What I like about it is I think it's hysteria the the mask thing in America here, especially. So if someone wants to go out there and hustle, do it. Um. Yeah, I'm coming around to the state of emergency thing. So I just read that, um, you know, even a doctor, right? You can't deny, I think it's the federal law, you can't deny treating someone who is experiencing life-threatening injuries, basically. Mm. Like, if they're about to die, you have to treat that person. You Mm. can't deny them. Um, yeah, so if, yeah, if there's people leaving the coast that's about to get hit by a tsunami, right, and the only way to leave is with gas, you can't really gouge them at that particular point. That will be messed up. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. But, yeah, these situa- in other situations where it's not life-threatening, yeah, mm. come on. You can gouge all you want. Yeah. Also, I like the idea of being able to invest in something seemingly worthless and the price exploding. We're like, oh, we're never going to need those again. You yeah. Know? Like right. Litecoin. Litecoin? <laughs> something seemingly worthless and it suddenly explodes. Like, Litecoin's got up 10% in the last 24 hours. According to the alert I just got on my phone. Hmm. That's a suspicious alert to have turned on. <laughs> you have similar big Bitcoin alerts? I do. I did get Bitcoin. It's just the coin. I have Coinbase on my phone and mm. I just get... It's a likely excuse. Like, <laughs> it. I've sold myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Litecoiner. I'm trying to infiltrate you guys. It's all part of the Litecoin. The confirmation times. They're so much faster, guys. Super fast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we might have to wrap it up. This was a, a, a shortened session, slightly. Not by much. I mean, oh, we're, we're at 140. Good. good, everybody. Yeah, no, I think um, I think it ended up with a... We were a three-legged a... horse for a while, and we were worried. Yeah, <laughs> we were no, worried. You, you came in, you <laughs> stayed the day. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is the Raleigh Bitcoin uh, meetup coronavirus edition. And we'll pro- honestly, we'll probably have to go full coronavirus for the next couple months. Oh, so yeah. I, I have to warn our listeners, if we don't <laughs> talk about Bitcoin for a while, we go full corona. It's the right okay. thing to do. I hope you're yeah. being sarcastic. Corona fixes... I'm corona down. Corona fixes this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good deal. Um, any uh, closing statements you want to shout out? You know what? I got a great idea. Let's um, let's close this out by going around the table and telling people how they need to shelter or protect themselves from uh, Corona. Any ideas? Ooh. I think buying Bitcoin. Uh, going back to the the uh, old age plan of avoiding contact with other human beings, you don't have to um, you don't have to touch other people to make a Bitcoin transaction. I'm a big fan of that. The internet could cease to exist. Figure out how to use Tor. I, I actually don't think the internet will cease to exist, but I haven't learned how to use Tor yet, and maybe I should figure that out. Just that <laughs> sounds important. Uh, buy Bitcoin. A great yeah, answer. Just buy Bitcoin, guys. <laughs> Good I'm going- All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. See you next week.